Hey, hey, wizards, and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is Naomi, I am your host, and today I am joined by none other than John Cavendish. He is founder of Seller Candy, an agency that acts as the technical arm of your Amazon business, bringing the gap between you and seller support. John, welcome to the show. Naomi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for hopping on. And as we just discussed a few minutes earlier before officially hitting recording, uh, we were chatting about you being a seller and understanding what it means to be a seller and then bringing this like seller support, the bridge between the two things by the agency. So would you mind just like giving a short intro of who you are and how did you thought of like, yeah, this is a great thing and I should offer it also as agency to other sellers. Sure. Awesome. So yeah, I started back selling in the start of 2015, I think end of 2014, start of 2015, back when it was too late to sell on Amazon. You know, everyone was saying it's ASM4, it's too late to sell on Amazon. And now <laughs> what is it? 2022. So seven years later, and everyone's still launching on Amazon. Um, so I, we did that for a few years. I built up a team. We did a couple of million in our second year and we really grew quickly. Um, and then I was like really not fulfilled and I got into a lot of personal development. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So we started a full service agency. So like, how can we help more people do more stuff with Amazon? And I think a lot of people get into that once they've launched a successful business, they think, how can I help more people? Do I launch better products that help more people or do I want to help others, you know, scale their business? But very quickly after like a year of figuring that out, I realized like we figured out the sales, we figured out the marketing but not everyone had a product that could do well on Amazon because a lot of these people that we were talking to didn't have Amazon products. They had consumer products and they wanted to sell them on Amazon. But during that year, I had maybe 500 sales conversations with different people who sell on the Amazon platform and everyone hated seller support. They were like, my biggest problem is that I waste time every day arguing with seller support, going around in circles, trying to call them. So I was like, well, sounds like an opportunity. So we stopped our full service agency. We just focused on the one thing. And the one thing is, as exactly as you said, bridging the gap between sellers and seller support. We have our own platform. Our users come in, log their outcome, and then our team members, who are basically high-end virtual assistants, take the outcome and just run with it. They can call Amazon, create feed files. They just take the outcome and just do whatever it takes to make what you want to want, want to happen happen on Seller Central. I love it. Now we have 250 clients and sorry, 70 sorry. team members and... Yeah, that's where it's gone. No, no, sorry. Like like, <laughs> sorry, I just like stuff too, but that's a brilliant story and I love it. And I, I love that similar to like you solve, solve a problem and you just solve it. And that's great because as you are saying, most people really hate to this back and forth with seller support, right? So before we are really starting with this topic, what is really seller support and understanding seller support? What is it? How can you use it? How does it work? Is there a hierarchy? Like if you would might talking about that sure so i mean by seller support we mean anytime you're contacting amazon or wanting really to get anything done on the amazon platform so you can do that by raising a case so at the bottom of clicking help at the bottom and raise a case to support mm -hmm. or it might just be something you do yourself like uploading feed files getting your downloading your reports processing the data and doing all of the bit because amazon's reporting sucks pretty much doesn't it which is why all these dashboarding softwares exist so we can do all of those things. Um, so basically getting anything you want done in the back end of seller support, seller central, sorry. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, yeah. That's how we define it. Great, so now that we understand it, 
which are the things that you see most sellers are doing right and wrong? <laughs> that would be my first question, because I'm, I'm sure that also you've tried it. It's so much like trial and error and understanding how to do things right. So what do you see that are the most common mistakes that people understand mm -hmm. that they should do when they are content seller support? Um, I love your accent. I like the way you pronounce, you enunciate, it's very good. Thank you, um, thank you. Also, my nasal, like, I'm a bit, I have a cold, so I'm trying to also breathe in the midday, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, appreciate it. Very that. clear. Yes. Much more clear than my English accent. I speak too quickly, so I will slow down a little bit. Okay. Um, so doing right, right. What people do right, I mean, you know, raising cases, trying to get things done, calling. Mm -hmm. Calling is super important. So people try and call, which is great, but what they do wrong is that, you know, you give up and they don't give up because they're lazy. They give up because you don't have enough time to continuously go over and over again to get the thing to the outcome they want to get to. Um, so we have kind of like a process we break things down into at Seller Candy to try and get it done faster. And it's kind of like three steps. So I can take you through the three, the three steps if you want. Sure thing. Let's do it. Um, so, so one, we always try and solve it ourselves first without contacting seller support. So that could be to um, downloading, you know, doing feed files, doing a workaround, doing it actually on the back end of Seller Central, and then trying to refresh the listing over and over again. Um, if that doesn't work, then we raise cases. Um, that would be like if you have a flat file already or a feed file you've already uploaded, you can then raise a case, quote the feed file upload number and say, I've done this. This is what I've done. Can you please do it for me? And then we try that. Hopefully that works. And if not, number three, you call them. But because you've already done step one, which is to try and do it yourself, step two to raise a case, when you've done step three, you can quote the case number, the upload number, and you're going to get escalated more quickly through the team rather than just get passed around in circles over and over again to different representatives until they hang up on you. Love it. So that's kind of the way we deal things in a, in a simple way. Mm -hmm. Love it. So that I love that also you mentioned that that way there's already a reference that you already tried to achieve something. Um, the I think the follow-up question would be there. Most of the time I see that sellers are not really knowing how to address their support. They become very emotional sometimes or they are not giving enough information. So from your end, what did you see? It's the best way how to talk or how to talk in writing and also like on the phone with seller support. Mm. So a couple of things there. So I mean, one would be if you're on the phone, don't use too many buzzwords, use Amazon's language. Don't use like the FBA seller language. Mm -hmm. So um, if you've looked up a support case already and they've used certain language, use their own language back to them if you're on the phone. Um, if you're raising a case, ideally tell them how to do it. Do some research first, or if you're on our team, we just, we've done it many times before. We say, we want you to do this and this and this and this, please. Can you please let us know when you've done it? Um, and then never let the case close because all their mm -hmm. KPIs and metrics are based on closing cases. So our best practice is we don't open multiple cases. We just keep one case, but we just keep it open. So keep following up, keep following up so that it hits their metrics. So they have to escalate us to a supervisor or a leadership team as quickly as possible. Got it. That's a great idea. Then it's going to be, I hear like opposite like thoughts or ideas about this some people are saying that you should do that like one case and just like go on other people like if mm -hmm. they're not fixing it open up new cases so 
in this scenario, you see that the, your experiences or better experiences if you're going to keep up one case and just pay, making sure that people know that that's the thing that you're talking about or what is your experience there? So that's our current best practice. Last time I was, had a meeting with the team because if we open multiple cases, they'll just merge them into one case anyway, okay. if it's the same issue. So um, that's what we found gets the fastest results and calling anyway. And then once you're calling, you have to quote one case anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. We were talking about that. How about hierarchy? Like when it comes to seller support, obviously first you get the canned answer, then you get a better answer, then you get an even better guess. Then actually the thing is going to be solved. So uh, what's the route there? I mean, you've said, you've said the kind of answer, the route of if you're just doing cases. Yeah. So the route, yeah. route is kind of what we said, which is to try and do it yourself first. So okay. at least you can get a better answer the first time because you've already tried it. It's not worked. You want them to refresh the listing or update, upload with this file for this content. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you get to level two of the circle, just call them. It's not worth going around another five times to figure out if you're going to get there. If it's something that needs to be solved, call them. And if you don't have time, get your assistant to call them because yeah, there's nothing wrong with setting up your assistant with a phone, get them to, uh, get them to just sit on the phone with sales support. So you don't have to. Definitely. Definitely. Um, hmm, what else? So we've gone through the, how to contact, which are the best practices. I think next thing is like, let me think when, when are, what is the best time for you? to contact them versus you should really like hire this out and just go ahead to check out seller candy and say, Hey, you have to solve this problem. Um, well, what we do at seller candy isn't magic. We just, you know, we just know the process and we dedicate time and effort to doing, to doing what we do. Um, we also hire a lot of ex seller support agents. I mean, almost all our agents come directly out of seller support because that makes it easier. We, they already know how to get things solved and they've already been through Amazon systems. They know the frustrations and the KPIs and everything everyone has to meet. Um, how we say that clients can should work with us after they're, they're growing and they're doing more than maybe $25,000 a month in sales. Our clients do anything from you know, 25K a month up to a couple of million dollars a month. Um, but the biggest, our sweet spots kind of like, you know, 30 to 250,000 a month. Um, because that's usually the time when you've grown really quickly. You're going like, oh no, everything's flying everywhere. I don't have time for anything. Um, and I haven't got my own team members yet. So we really want to scale with our clients and stay with them forever. I mean, we've still got like 50% of the clients I think we've ever worked with. And it's only a month to month agreement. So we, when we bring on clients, we just say, give us a month to prove ourselves. And then we hope you'll stay forever. Mm -hmm. Love it. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, I love it. And I also love you're super genuine. Like I, I have a lot of podcast guests, but you're you seem to be a very, very genuine person. And that's I think that's also an extra to having you guys there to help them. So that's great. Um oh, John, thank, you. thank you. Are there any limitations that you see that seller support cannot do? Um, I mean there's so many things they can't do. Um what what type of thing were you thinking? What would you like um, them to do for you? No, like not necessarily, but like some, some of the time, like people are so, as you were saying, they are not really aware. This is a seller supporting. This is like a brand registry thing. This is like, there are like mm. different ways, you know, oh, so, yeah. which are That's the things, yeah. Which are the things that uh, seller supports are like an expert in or your go-to person and which are the things that 
it's another right to take them. Mm, yeah, so the good thing is seller support will always push back if it's a brand registry or something else. And for certain things like updating listings or getting things updated faster, brand registry might be a better solution. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is brand registry cases appear in your seller support account. So what you can do is you can go into the brand registry, you can raise your case about, you know, content update or whatever you're trying to push through brand registry, then get your assistant back in seller support to manage the case for you. Um, so really anything in the back end of Amazon you can deal with through seller support. It's just kind of depends where you raise it the first time. And seller support is getting more and more stuff internally now with the brand dashboards and everything now within seller support. It makes things much more centralized, which is better because originally mm -hmm. it was all like we had to send templates to our clients, get them to log into brand registry, get them to copy and paste it in just so that we could handle it once they've raised it, yeah. which, which still works. It only just takes two minutes of their time. It's just not as smooth as doing it ourselves. Definitely. I love it. Are there any questions that I should have asked that I haven't at this point? I love that question. That's my that's my favorite question when I used to do a lot of sales. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. What else should you ask? What's your biggest problem with seller support as a seller? And, and there, there you chose your salesmanship. Brilliant question. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I think it has to do with the fact that I didn't gone through so many things that I see most people are doing, right? For me, it was really straightforward. It was really like maybe a few times what happened is on my end uh, because the product is really close. One of, one of our product is really close between tiers, right? So between small mm -hmm. and large, um, it was sometimes they mistakenly changed that, right? So I just went in and just like let them know that these are the dimensions and so on. So I basically didn't dealt with a lot of things, but I see, especially now, Amazon is bringing up a lot of restrictions for product, a lot of, no, you're not able to advertise, I don't know, uh, all this kind of stuff, smoke accessories and so on, you know? And it's like, I see that yeah. all, a lot of sellers are suffering just because, hey, this was allowed before and now it's not allowed, but my product is not even that, right? So, um, and I see that they don't really know how to handle this type of scenarios, right? So uh, that actually brings me to the question, what, what type of cases were you working on successfully that seemed to be like, oh, I cannot crack this? If you can share um, or something. Things like that, actually. Hmm? Things like that. Um, quickly, though, about your size dimensions, product dimensions one, when they miscategorize your product, do you manage to you follow them up for a refund for the, over, for the overage of fees they've, they've got from you? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like in in my case, it was really like super simple because like, oh, nice. look, this is it, and this is you know it happened beforehand, and these are the the right dimensions, and this is how much you should pay for it, and so on. So, and also I try to be very like straightforward. As I was saying, most of the time people have a lot of emotions. Like what this happened? Yeah, <laughs> you can tell by the podcast, right? So this is what happened. These are the facts, and so on, right? But that helped because it wasn't fulfilled with like twenty characters. 20,000 characters, it was like 200 characters. This is what has been done and so on, right? So nice. And they refunded you for all of the overage of all, all of the units they, they missed done as well. That's perfect. Right. Yes, yeah. and that's the sort of thing we can handle, but you're definitely straight to the point that's already done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so stuff like miscategorization. Um, one of the biggest ones is one of, our, one of our clients. She actually came to us when she was really in trouble. Mm -hmm. So she was getting bought out by one of the big, one of the bigger aggregators 
and she was halfway through the buying process and a product got taken down and it was like mm-hmm. a, maybe a one SKU brand of very high sales and they told her oh, we'll fix it for you we have a huge team we'll fix it for you don't worry and then like two weeks pass three weeks passed and she's obviously panicking because she can see millions of dollars circling the drain so she comes to us says guys you got to fix this um we're like, all right cool we'll take it on and yeah it was just a it was a complex issue just because it was two different departments like brand registry had taken it down and and seller central had taken it down at the same time so it was complicated but i think in 10 days we had it back up um she went further through the sales process it got taken down again for a different reason we got it back up again but um she had the best ROI ever because we just got her onto a standard subscription, which is like 600 bucks a month. Mm. And her testimonial was like, seller candy made me millions of dollars. So yeah, that's the best uh, sound bite. Check out on our website. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's the it's best a good testimonial. Testi- She's great. Best testimonial. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Um, Actually taking a percentage. Yeah. Uh, it was great. <laughs> so you guys are taking percentage or not? Or is just like a fat, flat fee? No. Right. It's a flat fee. So what we do is like a standard thing. The way we work is we have, um, like I said, we have a portal and we mm-hmm. take unlimited tasks. So we think everything is task. A task is any one-time thing inside seller support. So no strategy, no PPC, just, just tasks. And you can submit as many as you want every month. And then a different subscription has a different number of simultaneous things that we work on. So our base subscription, we work on two things at a time. As we finish one, we open the next one, finish one, open the next one. So continuously moving. And you can prioritize them in our system. We have this cool backend system where you can prioritize stuff. So it's like a little project management system mm-hmm. because, you know, sellers are known for being super organized. Yes. So yeah. we help them be more organized. <laughs> that's a really cool way. I didn't so know. So it's that. going five minutes a day. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. All right. So then it's not only seller support, but it's really like tasks, as you were saying, like, but those tests are not really related to as far as I understood PPC and so on, but it's like everything within the account or how does it work? Yeah, everything technical. So it could be updating content. It could be a suspension. It could be looking into dimensions on your product. Just anything you see in your account, you can just go into our system, log it, and then it's done. And you get just get updates on how it's going. Our team will never ask how to do anything because they're all experts. They only ask, do you want this outcome or that outcome? You know, we can't go for this one, but this is, this is a, a branch. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes a day to manage your assistant. That's that's how we're different because we're, we're we're like a we're a you know productized service at the end of the day. So we're a tech enabled service. We have our own portal, but we still have seventy people on the back end doing the actual work. Love it. That's really cool. Very good method. I never heard of it. Like it makes sense. Total sense. So kudos, guys, for discovering that and being super organized. <laughs> As if we were we were making joke about sellers. Yeah, they are not really organized. So getting back to Center, center cases, support, and tickets. Um, mm. Something that happened recently, and now that we are like here, <laughs> we can chat about it. Uh, one of our competitors are doing some shady stuff, black hat stuff, right? Mm. And we, I don't think that we are the only ones against whom this is going to be done, right? So in that scenario, if you are opening a lot of tickets, you see that things are not going to be solved. Uh, obviously might be someone on the inside might be something like you don't know like let's not um, mm. let's not say that that's the case you know but sometimes you really don't cannot get through and you know clearly and you have all the evidence and it's like it's there what would be the best practice there oh, that's a difficult question it's a hard one it's not it's not super common like black yeah. hat stuff isn't as common we haven't seen it 
very, very often. Um, so there's a couple of options. I mean, there's there's calling up and getting put through to the leadership team, which is definitely possible. Um, I recently talked to a to a client, and she was like, she has a foolproof way of getting through to the leadership team. Every time she called twice, and she got through twice in a row the leadership team, and she just breaks down crying during the call. <laughs> so that's one way of getting through. I wouldn't recommend it, and I haven't. And our team, our team, don't do that way. So, but there is calling up over and over again to get through to the leadership team. There's obviously Jeff, the Jeff email. As always, it does still work. And there's actually the managing director email for Amazon Europe, which has got a more, has a better answer rate. So managing director at Amazon. It's either com or uk.co.uk. And that also is a decent escalation email. But basically, every way you can to get through the leadership team, if not, yeah, the, the external ones that can actually help. Got it. That's great. The reason I'm asking is because, um, especially lately, I've seen a lot of like those kinds of stuff, or they are going to just like um, add, I don't know, on the back end weird stuff, you know, about your listing. And then people, as I was saying, yeah, you're not prepared for it because let's say you're successful and you're like into like totally different stuff that you're doing, you're, and you're not prepared yeah. for it. And you know, like what would be the best thing to do or how to uh, reach out? because it's urgent, it's important, you know, and it's not like, oh, someone just like messed up with my listing, but someone messed up with my business, right? So that's why. Yeah, 100%. So make sure you're using monitoring software, making sure everything's being monitored 24 seven, you're getting alerts from that stuff. And then yeah, take action immediately, call, raise your case, try and update the listing immediately. So I mean, if you think they're messing with the back end of your listing, you can get your you know, flat file upload. So hopefully you've got a back a backup flat file for your listing. If you don't, you can download the category listing report. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, who's listening, you go into cases, you open a case and ask them to enable category listing report. Then you go into reports, you download it, and it's a flat file for your entire, all of your listings. So you can then update it, basically remove everything apart from like the major things, upload it, try and flash the flash the listing and get it back as quickly as possible then you at least you can upload the the, the latest version that you had. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Try and work around Amazon because if they're going super slow, just sanitize it, upload it, get it clear, and then you can add all the other stuff back afterwards. That's our kind of way of getting things back as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I agree. And also, as, as far as I heard, it's best practices to really like fill out all the, all the, how do you call them? fields fields there yeah. you go <laughs> fields <laughs> fill out all the fields yeah because then it's like it's going to be way harder for someone to hack your listing so that's a great tip there thank you so much so be super respectful of your time thank you once again to like to come on the podcast i'm like you're a very pleasant person but i do have the last three questions yes these are wrap-up questions and they go as follows what is your 50 dollars or less investment you recently made in order to understand better seller central or perform better with seller central 50 dollars i invested to perform better with seller central yeah hmm i've got a computer <laughs> good um <laughs> I would say if I was putting my hat on as I was just starting the business, yeah, $50 or less investment would be a subscription, a remote phone subscription so that my assistant could call seller support. You can do that for like 10, 20 bucks a month. 
and then you never need to call them again just have your assistant call them that's a good and one do, they can do waste have, their time do you have <laughs> they can waste, oh that's nice uh, do you have one that is like a favorite or uh, we use a few different ones we have backups um i like we like mighty call um it's it works it works from the philippines works from anywhere in the world the fees are reasonable we've been using mighty call for a while mm -hmm. doesn't mean we won't change but mighty call seems pretty good for now we've been yeah. through so many of them okay that's a great one thank you so what are your top three favorite books and why do you love them top three favorite books yes this is like a, a big under, a big undertaking in ranking um <laughs> someone was saying this to me recently they were saying um in in tribe of mentors tim ferris says he likes asking the question uh what book do you gift most often because if you say that then people are more likely to give recommendations because if you say favorite book, they people are, like these famous people are afraid that for the rest of time, their name is going to be linked to this book as their favorite book forever. And our books keep, favorite books keep changing. Um, right now, I'm re-listening to Think and Grow Rich because I just did a Tony Robbins event and he was saying, um, he was talking about it. So I was like, oh, I'll re-listen to it. Really good. So Think and Grow Rich. Last year, on my friend's recommendation, I listened to a book called The Surrender Experiment, which I really liked. It's by Michael Singer, the same, um, what, what the name, he wrote another really famous book, and it's about, um, it's his life story, The Surrender Experiment kind of thing, and how he ended up where he is, and he's the super spiritual guy who owns, like, he lives on a ranch, and like a community in the, in the US somewhere, but at the same time, he started Microsystems, like a $300 million company while he's a barefoot hippie, still running the company from this kind of area, which is really cool. And it's had this like spiritual journey through business. And Harry Potter got me into reading in the first place. If I'm going to put like favorite books ever, I mean, they got me into reading. Don't know if that's still my favorite, but got me into reading. That's a good one. When I was and a teenager. Wow. Okay. So now that you reminded me of Tim Ferriss, it's funny because I was listening to a lot of his podcasts and yes, that was his question. So which book did you then gifted most? It's a different book. What did I gift the most? Um, I've gifted a few copies of the five love languages. Brilliant book. I think that's a great book. Um, have you read it? Mm -hmm. Love it. And I have... I, we have read it together with my husband before marriage. And I think that's great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Really good. What, what are your and his love languages, if you don't mind sharing on a sure. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast, I know. So for him, it's really important to uh, be there and like to plan together. I'm much more, yeah. uh, I'm expressing my way through um, hugs and like through affection, right? And this was mm. interesting because they are totally opposite <laughs> so and we still make it work like 12 years in and we're still making yard how about yours oh it's perfect and mine are acts of service and physical touch and my wife's are quality time and physical touch so we mm -hmm. we overlap on one yeah physical that's good <laughs> love it yeah thank you so much for sharing love it by the way my book that i gifted most it's the how to influence and influence people i didn't realize that i gave so many times that book that but that's something that i think also uh, it had a big act like impact on me 
right? Uh, listening to people and asking a lot of questions. So probably this is what also guided me into podcasting, you know, asking a lot of questions and letting people talk, <laughs> trying to. I love it. Yeah. So the last question is going to be how do people get a hold of you and your services? How can they say hello and find out more about you and Sarah Candy? Uh, people can say hello. Um, hello. They can drop me an email at john at sellercandy.com, J-O-H-N. And they can check out our website, sellercandy.com, all about the business. We've got cool testimonials and videos and how the service works on the site. Um, oh, oh, one thing they can do, we're just launching in beta a new service. So one thing we want to do to give back to the community is that we realize that seller support kind of, it sucks trying to get a clear answer out of them. And some people aren't ready yet to sign up for Seller Candy. So we're launching, we've launched a service called Ask Seller Candy. So you can ask us a question and we'll tell you how to fix a problem for free. So you just go to sellercandy.com forward slash ask ASK. You can register and I think you get like two free question answers a month. So you can say, I've got this problem. How do I solve it? Our team will write you a nice response. This is how you do it. You should do this and this and this and this and this uh, within 24 hours, but within one business day. And um, yeah, and obviously at the end, we'll say, by the way, if you want, we can help you fix this, but we'll tell you how to fix it first. Yeah, I love it. That's great. That's a very like, uh, in a very, very natural way that just being there. And if they want to choose the service, why not? So I love that approach. It's really yeah. well So go and register while it's free. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. John, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. And thank you so much. You're super genuine person, super like nice, kind. And you also have the expertise. So thank you so, so much for answering all my questions thank you Noemi you too you were a lovely interviewer and um, yeah I love your enunciation and your quiet energy thank you thank you <laughs> all right and to our lovely listeners thank you so much for listening see you next Wednesday because I'll be back thank you Bye.